0: Good morning. How are you guys doing? How's your week going? Pretty well I guess it just started technically if it's Sunday but you know the last seven days. Going all right? I will be uh, talking to you guys today. My name is Mike. I'm a pastor here. I'm very excited to speak to you guys today. I will have total transparency. I didn't find out I was talking to you guys until Friday afternoon and I'll get to kind of why here in a second. So We'll see how it goes. I usually like to have a little more time than that to prep a message, but we'll just kind of get out of the way and let God do his thing uh, through me today. Uh, I had kind of, maybe you guys have had one of these recently over the last couple of years. Seems like we're having lots of these. Kind of a weird week. Anybody have one of those weeks where you're like, well, what in the world is going on? Like just lots of, lots of stuff happening. Anybody have kind of like a busy, hectic sort of week here or there every now and then, right? Yeah, I had one of those this week. Uh, it was kind of you know we all did it like all right 2021 you're out of here 2022 you're mine right like I'm gonna I'm making it happen this year we're not doing any of that stuff this is my year this year so the kids went back to school uh, this week which was great uh, we we're excited to not have them in our house um, <laughs> just kidding uh, I like most of my kids um, but. We, uh, we were excited to get them back, and so, you know, it's getting the kids back to school after a break is always a thing, so it's like, all right, and so and then the week is, and I'm going to tell you, my week was, was weird. It wasn't horrible. Some of you guys had much worse weeks, I know, but it was just kind of one of those weeks. Went back, first day back, we have a stomach bug with one of our kids, so he's throwing up. So that happened, and it's like, okay, all right, that's fine, it's fine, this is our year, we're going to roll with it. Uh, kind of the week goes on a little bit, get a call for Lice. Yeah, right? You guys know. If you if you know, you know about lice. It's the the, it's the grossest thing ever and makes you feel like the dirtiest human being on earth. It's so gross. The process to, to check and to do all the stuff for lice is just oily and gross and it's, it's, you gotta wash everything. It's horrible. So we had that. Along that during the week, I had a little minor operation uh, that I had to have taken care of. Wasn't super pumped about that, but I did it. And so we had that going on. So I'm trying to rest. We got a sick kid. We got a kid with lice. Uh, meanwhile, we started some counseling in our family. And I don't say that as a negative thing. I am pro-counseling. Uh, it's just whenever you start something like that, it's a little stressful and kind of a lot on the family. So we started some of that in our family. So that was going on Um what else happened this week? Uh, I got a call on Friday as I'm trying to not uh, be out of bed at all uh, that Pastor Larry has tested positive for COVID. Uh, and so, Mike, you've got to you've got to talk, so that's okay. He's fine. Him and my mom are okay. They're just laying low. They're mostly uh, kind of bored more than anything else right now, but they're just kind of laying low. So they're okay, but I kind of got that call that had to happen. So, okay, fine. Meanwhile, one of our other kids... Uh, has had some weird stuff kind of pop up on their body. We have taken them to the doctor Saturday morning, and they have like a really horrible, weird case of hives. I don't know what that is. So I guess we're going to learn what hives are all about. So we'll learn how to treat that. Meanwhile, that Saturday morning, I decided this was yesterday morning. I have been not contributing very much because I've had to kind of stay off my feet for a couple of days. And so I'm going to make breakfast while my wife took my daughter to the doctor. And I caught my oven on fire. I'm like a a flames shooting out of the oven fire. Uh, So yeah, so that happened, um, which was great after we just completely remodeled our kitchen and I was like, you know, save the kids, but please don't do any damage to this kitchen. My wife will kill me. Um, And so then yesterday I was like, I gotta get out of our house. I'm, I'm leaving our house. I have to work on this sermon. And about two hours in, my wife called me and she's like, one of our kids, another one of our kids is throwing up. It's like okay, all right. So you ever have one of those weeks? I feel like I feel like those weeks. Like it used to be like, oh man, what a crazy week. But I kind of feel like now it's just like, just that's just how the weeks go, and that's just kind of life right now for a while. And it's a season. Please God, let it be a season uh, that we'll look back on and laugh at sometime. But it just kind of feels like things are out of my control a lot lately. Do you ever get there? There's there's so much going on. So this is like in my house. Outside of my house, we've got all this COVID stuff happening that is just so out of our control. And we don't know what we should be doing or shouldn't be doing or what's right or what's wrong. You know, we get lots of input from you guys on what we should be doing and not doing. And let me just tell you, some of y'all need Jesus. I'm just saying. <laughs> all right. every <laughs> Everybody needs Jesus. But... But some of y'all really need Jesus, okay? I got some of you guys telling us just how much we need to have faith over fear. And you're just crazy, like to the extreme, you guys are out there, you know, licking doorknobs and eating raw chicken and, you know, coughing in each other's face. And we got to have faith over fear. And I was like, all right, we got that over here. And then I got some of you guys driving alone in your car with the window down and your mask on and your face mask on and your hazmat suit on and your drinking hand sanitizer in there and tell me that I gotta be safer and I'm like, oh, I mean, which one of those, am I supposed to pick one of those? Do I live in the middle? What am I supposed to do with all of this? Like, what, I, I just feel very, very out of control lately. Like, not like I'm just like, wow, but like I have no control lately. You guys ever, ever get there? And it's just a very frustrating feeling. And it's very much like, I want to be doing something, but it seems like the stuff that I try to control, I, I actually have no control over, which is probably a, a deeper talk for another day. Maybe I'll work that out in counseling. But, but it's just one of those things that it's like I have no control over that. And, and I think that in times like that, the thing that has kind of helped me, that helped me this week, was kind of recognizing, yes, there are so many things that I have no control over, none whatsoever. I I cannot control whether or not <laughs> my kid gets lice at school. I can't. I can. I can do some things, but something that I just I can't do. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. I can't control how people react to certain things in regards to, to how COVID is going. I can't. I can't control that. I can educate myself the best I can, but I can't control what other people do. I can't control how they're talking to me or how they're treating me. I can't control that. So I wanted to control something. And the really cool thing I've seen as I've gotten older is how important consistency is. You know what I mean? It's like we're doing all of this stuff all of the time, just wavering and happy, sad, all of these things, good, bad, you know, inflation, we're doing great, whatever it might be, we're wavering and all these things and consistency is so important. And the thing that I have found i my I'm 40 years old now, the thing that I have found to be the most comforting is the consistency of this thing. This has not changed in any of my years. It hasn't been rewritten. It hasn't been edited, right? It, has, it hasn't been changed to know we're going to make an adjustment to adjust to your culture right now or what's going on. I didn't do any of that. This has remained the same. It's remained consistent. And I think there's so much peace that can be found in the promises that Joy was talking about today in knowing, like, you can open this thing up and read about all the things that God's done for you and, 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 and all the things that you don't have to do. And just allowing God to work through you and his promises will happen. And we've just got to be still more and all that stuff that has really nothing to do with us having any actions. That no matter what we do, we can't work our way into heaven or to his good grace. We don't have to do anything to do that. Right? All of those things are wonderful and they're fantastic and they provide comfort and they are consistent and they never change. But I'll tell you another thing that helps me a lot I mean, the be still stuff helps a lot. But for me, when I'm feeling kind of out of control, I feel like I want to do something that I have some control over. And I think if you read this, what you see is there are some instructions that are given to us on ways that we can act that you have complete and total control over. And people can't dictate whether you you, you follow them or not follow them it doesn't matter how your day is going, you can make the choice. So I'm telling you, if you're feeling at all, or lately, like kind of how I'm describing, like we're just kind of all over the place right now, right? Kind of out of control. Kind of it doesn't matter what we do, something's happening. And no matter how hard we try to be great or successful, it's just not working. There is comfort in the consistency of this book. And there is comfort in knowing that you do have control over more than I think that you think you do. I know that's the case for me. So what we're going to do today is we're going to read something that you've read one million times before, okay? And it's called the Great Commission. And our, our, our talk today is called the Not-So-Great Commission, and we're going to kind of get to that in just a second. But before we get into the Great Commission, I want to I I tell you, we're going to use the word disciple uh, a lot uh, when we talk about this word. If you've got your Bible, Matthew 28 is where you should be. If you've got it, open it up. I'll give you a second to get there. If you've got your phone, open that up. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to ask all of you to participate today, not like vocally, but I'm going to ask you to write stuff down. So if you have your phone, get to your notes. If you have a pen and paper, do that. I think this will help you. If you don't do it, you'll hurt my feelings, and I can see you. So get out. You're going to take some notes here for me today. I know you got to work at church. How dare I? All right, so we're going to do that. We're going to talk about the Great Commission, and we're going to use the word disciple a lot today, and I'm going to kind of give you a description of kind of what I think. My buddy Ryan Proudfoot uses this description a lot to describe someone that's a disciple of Jesus and what that means. He uses it as, it as, describes it as somebody who really follows or kind of walks with Jesus, who also is being kind of transformed to look more like Jesus, and who's really striving to act like Jesus, okay? So I think if we did like a show of hands, we don't have to do it, but my guess is most of you would say you would like to be a disciple of Jesus, right? Like you know Jesus, you've got the relationship, you've probably been transformed or you're being transformed as we speak to look more like Jesus, and if I asked you, would you like to act like Jesus, you would say yes, right? So probably almost all of you guys would fall into that category of being a disciple of Jesus. So what we're going to read here is Jesus talking and he's going to talk to his 11 disciples that he had left after he was crucified and talks about making new disciples, which is you guys, okay? So you're, you're the new disciples who we're going to be called to make more disciples. We'll get into that in just a second. So that's what disciple means, okay? So Matthew 28, 16 through 20 is what we're going to read. Uh, contextually what's going on, Jesus was just crucified. He was raised from the dead. He called for his 11 disciples to come meet him in Galilee. They come over to Galilee. We see they're a little doubtful, understandably. We just saw him get hung from a cross. We knew he said he was coming back, but still kind of weird, right? So they see him, and Jesus talks to them in these verses, which I'm positive you've heard so many times before. It says this, Matthew 28, follow along with me here. Then the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some of them doubted. Right, lots of you, okay. So this is Jesus giving these instructions on kind of what to do to make disciples of all the nations, right? To go out and to make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, trusting that he's got all the authority, he's with us always. Really good stuff, really easy stuff, three verses. I went to a conference recently about discipleship, and they had us do an exercise that I'm gonna have you guys do today. The challenge that they gave us was this. Ours was more ministry-related. I'm going to say your ministry, when I say ministry, is your life, okay? So your day-to-day stuff, your family stuff, your work stuff, the people you interact with, the people you see driving that cut you off, like those people are part of your ministry when we say ministry, okay? So what we're going to do today using the Great Commission is we're going to come up and we're going to craft what things would look like in the Great Commission if we were living the opposite way of what the great commission tells us to do right here. Okay. So you're going to, you're going to write this down. I need you to write this down so you can have a paragraph. If you don't write it down, I'm going to call you up here and have you read what I have to say after that. Okay. So write it down. I promise. Write this down. It'll be helpful. At the end of this, you're going to have your own not so great commission. That's what we're going to write here is a not so great commission. And this does not have to be deep. We're not going to get graded on this. Your wife's not going to tell you that she's smarter than you. Like wives, he already knows. Like it's, we don't have to do that. Okay. Like, don't look at your partners. Like just write your opposite. Okay. I'm going to go line for line here and you write down what you think the opposite of what this line says would be. And we're going to go through eight verse 18 through 20. Okay. So the first line says this, therefore go and make disciples. Nope. That's not what the first line says. Good job, Mike. Let me back up a little bit. First line says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. So what would the opposite of that be? Right? Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. What would the opposite of that look like? Okay, I'll give you a second. You can write it down. Give you a second there. Think about it. I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. This is Jesus talking. So what the opposite, Cody, you writing down? I can see you. All right. The next one says this. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations. What would be the opposite of going and making disciples of all the nations? Think about that for a second. We'll give you a little time. These don't have to be super in-depth. I'm going to give you kind of an in-depth one at the end in case you stumbled on some of the stuff. Uh, and it's fine if you're just changing out a word. Like, usually what I do is I'm like, therefore, do not go and make disciples. Like, you can do that, or you can get super deep. Whatever you want to do, this is yours. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations. The next one says this. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That one might be kind of tricky for you, but just think about that for a second. Going to the disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Write down some stuff there. You're doing great. Next line we will look at says this, teach these new disciples. What the opposite look like? To teach these new disciples. What is the opposite of teaching new disciples? And teaching them what to obey all the commands I have given you. So teach these disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. What would the opposite of obeying all the commands that he's given look like? Look like. And then the last two lines say this: "I am with you." This is Jesus talking. "I am with you always." Be the opposite of that. The opposite of Jesus being with us always even to the end of the age. Okay. So that's that. Some of you did it. That's okay. If you didn't, I'm going to read you. This one I'm going to read is going to be yours. So the purpose of this, and we're going to get to in a second. I'm going to read to you a friend of mine. It's also going to be on the screen. It's, it's a much longer. My buddy, John Almquist, he's a pastor at uh, Springs Community Church in New Braunfels. Super smart guy. I did this exercise with him. My answers were like, Do not make disciples. And then he did what I'm fixing to show you. So if you wrote like one word answers, it's cool. If you want like a really more descriptive one, this was his. Okay. So really think about this. If you don't have one, this can be yours. I'm going to read it to you in case you can't read that. It's a lot. I know it says this. So this is his opposite of reading the great commission. What would the opposite look like? It's all up to you. Pressure is on you. You're in control. Your gifts and talents are what drive things, not the authority of God through me. Be warned. Don't take risks. Stay where you are. Hunker down. Play it safe. Be comfortable. Go and make consumers. Make folks that look like Christians and act like it and know how to play it, but don't help or call people to be transformed by God. That's too much. Settle things down. Don't try to reach everyone. Find a target market in your bubble and focus there. Connect with the folks that are like you build unity through uniformity when it comes to baptizing don't reinforce how people are made new a new identity change forgiven set free instead train others to be transformed in their name not mine teach people that changes come solely through their efforts obedience isn't that big of a deal teach people the easy things the things that aren't controversial the things that aren't costly make minor life improvements god doesn't care that much anyways when he says commands, he doesn't really mean it. And remember that you're on your own. God doesn't care that much to be bothered. It's up to you. No help is coming. Okay? That's his. He's way smarter than me. That's why I used his, not mine. Okay? So we've got these two, right? We've got the great commission and the not-so-great commission. This is the challenge, right? We're going we're to challenge you first, and then we're going to provide some comfort at the end of this. Okay? The challenge is this. If you are not allowed to manipulate it and I got a file of your life on how you live as someone who wants to be a disciple of Christ, do you look more like the Great Commission or the Not-So-Great Commission? Does your life model more the Not-So-Great Commission or the Great Commission? Say it out loud. Just think about it. If you're me, when I read John's Not-So-Great Commission I kind of slumped down a little bit and I and I feel attacked <laughs> because I feel like I I go that way a lot on what he said in that not so great commission and I go the way that I was called to go by Jesus the guy that I'm trying to follow that I that I'm I'm outwardly like saying I want to be a disciple of Christ and I I, I I'm less the great commission and more than not so great commission. So maybe that's you today, right? Like maybe you see that and you're like, "This great commission thing, I'm not doing. I'm not doing any of the things that he's doing. That not so great commission thing, that looks more like, like what I'm doing. That looks more like how I'm living than the great commission." So if that's you, that stinks. That you're more not so great commission than great commission. That's not that's not the best, right? Like that's kind of a bummer. But the good news is. All of the things in the Great Commission, all of them are 100% in your control. You have the ability to decide, no matter how sick your kids are, no matter what COVID is doing, no matter how crazy work is, no matter what the new CDC restrictions are, No matter what, you get to decide whether or not you live in a way that Jesus called us to live. It's your choice. You can go through that. thing, And and let me tell you, the more messed up you are on this, the better. The more stuff you get to make changes on. But all of it is in your control. There's a million excuses for why you shouldn't do some of this stuff. And you can do whatever you want with those excuses. But if you're like me, I'm just kind of tired of having no control over stuff. I want to do what God has called me to do. A lot of times I feel like what he's calling me to do, I'm not doing a very good job at. And then when I really get down to it, it's kind of like, yeah, he's calling me. But what I really want to have happen is the stuff that I want to have happen. That's what I want. And not necessarily what he asks us to do. So if you go through this and you're like, okay, so how do I live this life? I'm not going to give you like 50 points today, right? Like you can read this. You know when you read this. I'll go through it again. You know when you read this, the areas where maybe you've got some issues. Or maybe there's a struggle, right? Or maybe you're not doing what Jesus has called us to do. And if that's the case, instead of just getting so stressed out in life, and so stressed out with work, and so stressed out with your kids, and so stressed out with the person cutting you off in traffic. Instead of that, what if some way we could channel all of that that's completely out of our control into this thing of us saying, like, I'm going to go to the Word, right? I'm going to go to the Word and see what I can control. What can I be doing? I know I've got these verses, right, these three verses Tell us how to make disciples of all nations. And if you keep reading your Bible, what you're going to see is you're going to find a new appreciation for Jesus you didn't know you had. When you start to read the Old Testament, which you're like, oh, the Old Testament. Here we go with this. Why do we have all these rules? What's going on here? I don't understand this. What's happening When you start to understand that, you keep coming back to church here this year, you will learn more about the Bible and how it points to Jesus. This next series we're starting, I'm so excited about that. You guys are going to love that series. If you're wanting to love Jesus more, know Jesus more, come to church. Get plugged in. Do the things you need to do to understand Jesus more. Because the more you understand Jesus, the more you're going to want other people to understand Jesus. And you're never going to be perfect. Never, ever, ever, ever but you can learn and you can grow and you can point people to Jesus. And at the end of the day, when you get to heaven, God is not gonna ask you what kind of truck you drove. Right, right? We're not gonna celebrate how big your house was at all. We're not gonna celebrate that at all. But there is going to be celebration when you get to heaven and you see other people in heaven that are there because you showed them what Jesus looked like. And you have that control. In this crazy world, more than ever, you have a chance to stand out. Not by being bigger and better and smarter than everyone, but just by doing what Jesus asked us to do. Right? So let's read through it one more time and think about your life, right? Like think about it, there could be like some kind of change that needs to get made. I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. I'll stop right there for a second. He's got all authority. Right? There's no government has all authority. No person has all authority. Nothing. He has all authority. He's in charge. He's got this. Your faith is in him. It's not in a person. It's in God. He has all authority. Jesus had all the authority of God here on earth. So therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations. Go and make disciples of all the nations. Right? That's what he's, he he died and he rose from the dead and the first talk he gave was, hey, guys, let's not just stay here and talk about how great we are with each other and how smart we are and how dumb other people are. I was like, no, go, go and make disciples. Go and tell other people. And listen, for you guys in your life, maybe it's not you going to a foreign country. Disciples of all nations, that can be this nation. This can be your house. This can be your family. You have control over this baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We can celebrate this new life in lots of different ways by baptizing people, by celebrating the old person gone and the new person here because of Jesus. We can do that. Teach these new disciples. How can we teach people, right? We can talk to them. We can tell them, well, I don't know that much. here. You know what the best teacher for me is? Show me. Show me, right? Stop telling me. Show me. Show me. Show me these new commands or how they're obeyed. Well, I don't know what he said. Well, read your Bible, right? Like, <laughs> let's, like, read it. Know the commands that he says. We know two for sure. The most important is to love God. The second most is to love other people. You live right there as long as you want, and you are good to go with Jesus. Right? Those commands. Show people. Show them how you love God. Show them how you love them. No matter what they look like, no matter where they are. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. If you're like me, so many times we get so bogged down with the world and we're so frustrated with the world and we're so spinning out of control because of things happening in the world or our world or what's going on or what's going on with work or what's going on with the kids that I think a lot of us, even if we check all the boxes on this Great Commission, I think we fall short in that last one. I think we forget sometimes that he's with us always, even in those hard times, even when you're combing out lice in your kid's hair, right? Even then, even when it seems completely hopeless, even when it seems like you're like, I can't even, I don't even know who to believe when they're talking that are on TV. I don't, I don't believe anybody. I don't believe anything. I just, I give up on society. Even if you're that person, you have the choice to find comfort in knowing you serve a God that is with you always, even at your highest, and even and especially at your lowest, even to the end of the age, forever, no matter what. So if you're here today and you're like me, you kind of been having those weeks, right? And you're kind of feeling like a little out of control and a little frustrated and a little over it. And just like you're you're mad and you're confused and you feel like you're going a certain way with something and then something happens and then you have to you switch gears and go another way and then you have some faith in someone that you think knows what they're talking about and then it turns out they don't know what they're talking about and we're just very confused and angry and it's starting to come out on the kids and we're just really, really tense and it's just kind of a hard place to be and it comes down to me just feeling like I have no control over anything no matter what I do, I have no control. I hope you take comfort in knowing that we serve a very consistent God and we've got this very consistent book that is not going to change. And when it feels like you have no control, you actually have a lot of control. Because you can choose, you can start today, right? So if you're like I checked zero boxes on the great commission. I don't I don't trust in God, I don't trust him to be that person. I'm not telling anyone about Jesus. I'm certainly not showing anybody what Jesus looks like. I'm not trusting God to be there forever. I feel abandoned. If that's you and you've got none of those boxes checked, I'm just telling you, let's check one today, right? Like, let's figure out a way to check one, whichever it is. I mean, to go from zero to one, that's like, you'll never make a greater improvement your entire life in anything from when you go to zero to one, right? When you're doing nothing to something is the greatest improvement you can possibly make. So if you're like, there's so much I have to do, that's fine. Let's pick one of those things, right? How can we do better at doing one of these things, at trusting God more, at making disciples of all nations, of believing that he's with us always, of showing people what it's supposed to look like? What can we do? So if you get stuck, the challenge is this. In the week, when it feels, well, and you're just over it, Instead of just dwelling on how over it you are and how horrible this world is and what a mess your house is right now, what if you chose to focus in on this instead, which is totally in your control? If you have kids or you're married or there's someone living in your house, you have the opportunity always, nonstop, to show them what it's supposed to look like to walk with Jesus. And as a disciple of Jesus, that's what you're after. For your kids, your spouse to say like I think that he looked like I think that's what Jesus looked like. He messed up a lot. She messed up a lot. But man, they constantly tried. No matter what happened, they got down, they were beat, they were destroyed, they'd given up on so much, but they never gave up on this. And I think you'll be amazed at what happens when you start to do that. What happens is you start to feel less out of control and you start to feel more comfort in knowing you serve a great big God that is always going to be there, that gives you the ability and you the choice to follow this and to follow his commands or not. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for today. Lord, I thank you so much for, for your word. Lord, I thank you so much for conviction, uh, which sometimes comes in weird ways. Um, Lord, today I know there's lots of people who are, who are probably like me, who are very stressed out uh, with things going on and really feeling kind of out of control with so many areas uh, of life. It's just a strange time. It's a hard time to be alive, um, and, and we know that, Lord, and, and, and all of us are in the same boat there, Lord. But I pray that today those of us that are feeling stressed or overwhelmed or like they're headed that direction, Lord, that that, that while those issues probably aren't going to go away, Lord, let us take comfort in knowing that we've got some control and some choices to make with how we live And, Lord, let us go back to just this very basic passage when we feel overwhelmed and don't know what to do to allow us to know that we can do some things, Lord. We can choose to trust you no matter what, no matter who's in charge, no matter what's going on. You're always there. Lord, we know we can celebrate life with you in our own house, with our friends, with our colleagues. We know, Lord, we can make disciples. We can teach people about you by teaching them your word, by reading them your word, by walking alongside with them, or just by showing them what it's supposed to look like to follow you, God, and to spark up that conversation maybe through how we act. Lord, I pray for the courage to do these things. I'm aware and understand and and, and, and struggle with this myself, you know, Lord, to, to to go and to talk to people about Jesus or to invite them to church or, or to, to take the high road of the situation because we know it's the right thing to do. But Lord, I pray for, for courage today in the hearts of those that might struggle with this. Lord, for the choice to trust that you're there in the highs and the lows, let that not go away. Let that not go away, no matter how crazy it might seem. Let us not lose hope that you are there always and forever, Lord. Let us not cling to what we know or what we believe to be true, Lord, but what to what your word says the most consistent thing ever. Lord, we thank you for that. that, that the Bible. We thank you for the how never-changing it is We thank you for that consistency. We thank you for your consistency to be there always and forever with us. In your name we pray. Amen.